Brr. Uh, yeah, I have to turn the my little desk heater off because I think it I think it travels up the arm and makes a bunch of racket. So now I'm sitting in the cold. Oh, is it like a really loud one or something? Is that why? I was just about to turn mine on, and now I'm like, no, keep I? it off. No, no, don't turn it on. We're well, recording. It's... You have to suffer. Frick. Fine. You're listening to Fixing Faxes, a podcast on the journey of building a digital health startup with myself, Angela Hopke. And Jonathan Bowers. I made a blanket fort with Zach this weekend. Oh, blanket forts. I love blanket forts. It's our first ever blanket fort. Yay. He was in there for like five minutes and then he got bored, but it was still super fun. Isn't that the thing? Like these kids, like you spend 20 minutes building these darn forts and then they don't even want to sit in them. Hot tip on blanket forts. Okay. Fitted sheets. Okay. Yeah. For the roof. Mostly. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I was I was sort of propping it up amongst a bunch of other things. I don't know if a fitted sheet would have helped me oh, in okay. this case. Like if you're um, using a... chairs and things like that, fitted oh, yeah. sheets. Sure. The best. But <laughs> other other blanket fort tip. Many years ago now, we decided we were just going to make Christmas presents. That was what we were going to mm-hmm. do for Christmas. And for my nephew, I made him a blanket fort kit. I don't remember if I included a blanket or not, but I got some rope. Yes. Some special clamps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clamps like clamp blankets onto stuff. Bro. Absolutely, um, yes. It was, it was awesome. And now now that I tried building a blanket fort without any of those supplies, I'm thinking I might have to build myself a little blanket fort kit. Uh, one year, Santa brought Alex what we called an engineering kit, and it also had ropes and clamps and pulleys. Yes, yeah, and oh my goodness, that was probably three years ago, and she still uses all of them. That's fun. All the pieces, all the time, and now nor the, the clamps. Oh my goodness, like you can go to the dollar store and get just like these little clamps. If you have kids, just go get clamps. They will find all the uses for clamps. Excellent. It's so okay. cool. I'm going to go buy some clamps. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? Well, I have an idea. I was thinking about considering we just spent the last three mornings doing a design sprint. And I thought, well, it's fresh in our mind. It might be really good to talk about considering we've always already done a podcast on a design sprint. But also this design sprint uncovered something very very interesting for me for Clinect. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like the design sprint itself produced the results that we wanted it to, which got us to some really, a lot more clarity on the designs for the product and some of these new product features. For sure. And I don't want to talk about the design sprint. We've talked about that. But tell me about what clarity it brought for you. Okay. I think I need to give a little bit of context around this because the, so just for a refresher, Clinect is a software product in which referring providers can send patient referrals through to specialists in a way that's never been done before. Right. And with that, patient referrals have always been these static entities that go and are composed and created and packaged up and sent from a referring provider through to a specialist. And kind of what I've always joked is that they kind of get thrown over this like wall and hopefully Mm. somebody catches them on the other side and everything's taken care of. 
And that's the way, like historically, we've always dealt with patient referrals is, okay, I've packaged it all up, I send it away, and I care about this patient and they care about their journey, but my piece is done. And Clinect was very much built on on this idea of that a patient referral is created, packaged up, and then sent over. And that's how our beta product does work, is we allow a really amazing way to do that, that is far more effective and patient-centric and provider-centric than, than originally with just faxes and e-faxes. But then we did this design sprint because we had three new features that we wanted to include that have now changed everything. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be dramatic, but so the three features that we're looking at implementing in Clinect is the ability to add additional attachments to an already sent document. So already we're starting to create uh, a referral as something that could now change. Right. It's not just a, it's not just a, an envelope of stuff that you put in and throw over the wall, but now you're like, oh, oh by the way. Uh, let me throw this other thing over the wall exactly. at you. Exactly. I forgot. <laughs> and hopefully it makes it with that other package I already yeah. sent you, yeah. <laughs> right? So that's one feature that we're we're adding on. The second feature is a, and we haven't come up with a name for this yet, but it is basically a patient referral history mm-hmm. or journey log. And what it is, is we see this in other applications and it's sometimes so subtle that you don't maybe even realize what you're seeing, but you're understanding a flow of a project or a communication or a document or something like that. So what we're looking at putting in is this this history of the referral was sent from Dr. A to Dr. B on X date. Mm -hmm. The referral was changed in urgency from A to B on X date. So really having a, a transparent process around what is happening with this referral. So once again, that's a game changer too, because now everybody can actually see what's going on with this and how it's changed or how it's morphed. And then the third one is like big game changer. And now we're allowing people to have commentary on the referral right. through its life cycle. So now we're attaching messages to referrals. So we thought a design sprint is obvious for these three new features because it really changes. And at the time we didn't really know how, but we knew it changed what Clinect looked like from a user perspective. But as we went through this design sprint, what was blowing my mind (laughs) (laughs) is the fact that Clinect is is going to change the game around referrals with features like this is it's not just a package that you're throwing over a wall anymore or a better way to throw it over the wall right. but now we're we're creating this living document around referrals that is once again so much more patient centric so as you can imagine, for example, a referring provider sends a referral through to a specialist. It goes through Cl- to Clinect. They are able to see what specialist it goes to. 
they're going to be able to see when that specialist has accepted it, um, have a whole history around when it was accepted, what happened to it, maybe the category of that referral changed from a gallbladder to a thyroid. Not that that would likely ever happen, but right. the, the they can see the evolution of this referral and then they can have this ongoing commentary around it with, hey, I saw that you changed it from this to this, you know, and maybe if there's questions around that, or hey, I forgot to add this uh, lab result that just came in, here you go. And that was baffling to me because I knew we were building a product that was changing the conversations around referrals, but I didn't think we would build a product that would change the conversation around referrals as much as we are about to with the features that we're going to implement as quickly as we've done. It's funny to hear you say this. I'm not sure if it's because throughout the design sprint, we were referencing examples from other from other industries that kind of do a similar kind of thing. Just they're not talking about referrals, right? Like they're talking about projects right. or tasks or some other kind of work product. And the, the patterns that we're sort of modeling after exist in these other industries. And so for, for me, it feels like it's not that big of a leap. Like it feels like this is kind of obviously where it was going to go. And the idea that this is a living document doesn't seem like that big of a stretch because we're referencing these other, you know, these other products that already do this. And so I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm equally baffled that you're as baffled as as you are about this, like it, it I think it, it's the impact that this might have. But in what way is that impactful? Like I get that it can improve and I'm kind of leading you because I know where this is going to go anyways, but I get that the productivity improvements are great. I don't have to phone you and ask you a question. I can just type a message and then you can respond when it's most appropriate. That feels like kind of the shift that we're all seeing right now towards more remote work anyways, where you're, you know, doing less face-to-face interaction and sort of working in different Mm -hmm. ways. Mm -hmm. So that feels like, that feels like good productivity gains. And I think that's good for the customers, but Mm -hmm. like that doesn't seem so massively impactful. It's, it's not that. Yeah. We can, we can talk a lot about the efficiency gains that are going to happen on both sides for the fact that an attachment can come through immediately and already be attached to the patient referral that you've already received and there's no work that needs to be done. And I can send a quick thank you. And it's, it's done. Like what would have taken, you know, minutes took seconds now. So yes, there's very clear efficiency gains. But when we start talking about documents regarding patients' care and health and life, in some cases, going from a static document that I can just give to you, and I don't want to say forget about because I don't think there's care providers out there that just forget about patients and that's not fair. But given the workload, sometimes it is a bit of a relief to just kind of go, okay, this is off my plate. Like You just deal with it. Instead, in this case, there's an now an ongoing discussion which may prompt care changes for this mm. patient that may not have happened before. So this quick efficiency gains now have the ability to also gain insight that wasn't there before because now I can quickly get something to you that you may need to make a decision uh, on this patient. I can have a really quick conversation with you about a question that's kind of niggling around in my mind about this patient. And maybe you have the answer and that changes once again, my care decisions on this. And it's just, it's 
blowing open the communication and that really that more holistic approach to the care of patients between their primary care provider and their specialists. And that's the impact that I'm talking about that, that has the ability to be massively changed. The efficiencies in your workflow are helpful and amazing and tangible. What I'm talking about is completely changing the conversation around how referrals are handled and how care is provided in that time between you sent me sending that referral and you receiving it and seeing that patient, because that can be a hell of a long time mm-hmm. and that a lot can happen in that time. And, and we don't, and, and this just gets back to wait times too. We don't track what we call wait one time, which is the time from the referral has been sent to the time that it's been received. And, and, and when your government is talking about wait times, they're not talking about this time. They're talking about after you've seen the specialist through to when you've had a procedure, this is this gap time that a patient can be forgotten about. And what we're allowing is a really quick way to not let that patient be forgotten about. So that's what I'm excited about. (laughs) (laughs) My God, I'll get off my soapbox now. (laughs) And it was all because of this design sprint. Really? Okay. It, it, It probably, if I was to really like meditate on this, I would probably say that we knew we were going here. Yeah. But it was over the last three mornings where I was like, Honestly, I was a bit like, oh, holy we're going to get there and we're going to get there fast with this. I have some questions that have also come up out of all of this. Mm -hmm. Like even in listening to you talk just now, is, is that enough? Like these, these changes, these changes that you're envisioning feel profound, but is it enough for the product, right? Like it's still, it is still a business. Um, we still need people to actually use the software. And so it is, are these changes, you know, these changes for the better and changes for patient care. I'm not trying to be crass. Like I know people care about this, but do they care enough to actually change their practice? Like, are we going to, going to stop people from sending faxes because this is so much better for patient care that they're willing to throw their fax machines out and, you know, maybe stop phoning people in the way that they do. Right. That's the question. I mean, that is the question that we've been that we've been faced with from the beginning of Clinect. It will Clinect be enough to get people unstuck from ruts of just doing things the way that they always have. It's still yet to be seen. So, <laughs> I don't know. But but to back to your back to the point where let's tie this back in that you know Clinect is a social enterprise so we are here for you know the good of the people we yep. are also a business and so is this enough and actually that's where my brain went to next to go i actually think now once we build out these features and and we have this this second wave of features coming on that really elevates the usefulness of Clinect. That's when I want to, and before then, because we know this is already coming. 
I want to go out and scream connect from the rooftop. <laughs> like now's the time that I am so sure that we have the right product with the right features, with the right mindset that I'm now ready to go and like scream it and go, I, you'd be a fool not to be on Clinect at this, like after, after, especially after we get these features on. And so from a business perspective, I think we've hit a step where it is enough. And now we need to, now we need to go out and do the, like the sales and the marketing and, right. and all of those kind of things. And not that we haven't, but we, we have, we haven't, we haven't gone and screamed it from the rooftops yet, but now we ha- we can go out with even a better script than we had before. And I don't want to keep getting a better script and not customers. So now I think our script is like A plus and we need to go after this and go. Yeah. Bang right. on doors. Sweet. Figuratively. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's where we go next is I am. And I mean, you know, this podcast is really about talking about the journey of building this product and we are fresh off a design sprint, fresh off of a bit of a discovery. And so, yeah, I wanted to share that and my thoughts on that. And I was really excited. Like I, I left thinking a ton about a ton of stuff. And I think you could probably see it as we were like signing off on the third day. And I was just like sitting there with, you know, looking into outer space thinking and, and, and I'm still absorbing right now. I'm absorbing all that we've done and its larger impact. And I think it's really exciting. It's, it's super exciting for me to hear this for two reasons. One, like I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited for the product and the direction that that Clinect is going to take as a result. But it's also it's also exciting to hear as feedback to the design sprint process. Mm-hmm. Lindsay and I were talking about this a little bit because we were debriefing mid design sprint to talk about just, just trying to improve the process. And I was wondering if it was worthwhile doing because it felt like because one it, it, it's mid product. Like we didn't yeah. we didn't come into this trying to figure out what product to build. We came in trying to figure out what additional features to add. And we already kind of knew what the features were. We just right. were trying to sort out how what they look how, like. Yeah, how they how they fit in with everything. And so it felt a little bit strange, but it still it still produced good results. But like I remember thinking to or thinking out loud to Lindsay, I thought. I, I kind of knew where this was going to go. Like I felt like I felt like you, me, Chris kind of knew where the features and how they were going to need to be implemented. But I think what I'm hearing is what I didn't expect was that that alignment, <laughs> that buy-in from you was really amplified by this design sprint. Yeah. You could really like it really unlocked this energy in you, which is which was really that that's the most exciting part for me right. from the, from the perspective of, of this process that, yeah. it, that it, it helped, it helped get you there and get you there really quickly too. Yeah. It, yeah. It was literally like three mornings and I knew like, you know, as a, as a founder, you hope and you dream, but also as a founder and a CEO, you have to be really real, realistic and you're, and you're bogged down in the everyday business building. And you hope and you dream that you can create a product that is going to be impactful. But then when you get to the point where you're literally with a team that all got it, like everybody was really getting it and why, like everybody knew the why so well. Mm -hmm. And it just, this 
this, these feature sets were naturally almost organically designed. And then it got to a point where I was like, this, this is what I've been hoping for. This is what I want to go out and tell people that we're building. This, this is what people can get excited about and start talking about. And I think we had that before. I think we've always had that, but I think this new, like what we're, what we're doing now has, is changing, changing it again. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a super interesting shift gears just ever so slightly, like because we were already have a product that people are using, Mm -hmm. uh, that has like, (laughs) we've created a lot of work for ourselves because in in some ways, you know, we've been, (laughs) we've been just sort of like building the product as, as, as feature needs come up without, I mean, not that we haven't been ignoring what the future needs to have, but like, there's Mm -hmm. a certain, there's a certain balance between getting something out that people can use and preparing for the future. And so in some ways we haven't done a great job of preparing for the future, Chris hinted at uh, a couple of things where he is a little bit concerned that we may have implemented ourselves into a corner, corner right. um, for some things that need to be undone. Some of it, not so much, like some of it we anticipated, like the history of a referral. Yes, we um, knew that we, this was coming. Yeah, we knew that was coming. So we laid the groundwork for that. So that yeah. actually that actually feels very easy to, not easy, but it's, it's far less work than it could have been if we totally. hadn't anticipated that. It would be really hard to, to add that on later just the way that we've designed it makes it uh, a lot, a lot more of a approachable problem, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, there's, there's a ton of work to do that is not trivial stuff, especially because all of this is encrypted. <laughs> yeah. Just um, that, that, you know, that small caveat. And by the way, it's all encrypted. Yeah. So, it, you know, it doesn't, it, it just, it makes the problems hard to think about sometimes. <laughs> and I really, Which is a fun challenge. Like this is, is this is what we're like this is what we are here for. Like this is what we live for is this kind of stuff. We're really excited about it. I think I this this is the fun stuff yeah. right now. When yeah, when people talk about yeah, businesses and building stuff, this is the fun. Yeah, I I can't wait to like I kind of want to just dust off my uh, design hat and just get back in here and start <laughs> start throwing some pixels around because there's only so much like there's only so much of my vision I can I can put down onto pen and paper which is what we did mm. in the design sprint mm-hmm. and I get frustrated because my my artistic ability isn't where my mind wants it to be but I can I can replicate a lot uh, a lot better in in a digital form so I, I really want to get in there and start like with Lindsay, just iterate on some stuff and hopefully, hopefully I'll get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. No, that's exciting to hear you say that too, because I don't think I've heard you say that you've wanted to like kind of jump back into those kind of things prior to this. Yeah. I really wish that I had, I had some more available time to do some of the coding and some of the design work, but that that's actually a liability for me to start doing that just right? because I'm going to end up like having to be pulled away and there's going to be this half finished thing that <laughs> exactly that Caleb's like, what the hell, Jonathan? What am like, I going to do with I this? I needed this. Can you finish please? I'm like, well, no, I've got to go deal with something else. <laughs> so I don't want to do that. But the design design stuff is a little bit easier to, to jump in and out of sometimes. Right. right. Fair enough. Some of you might've noticed that a podcast was released on Tuesday, but has since been paused. We were talking to a good friend of mine. It will be released in a couple of weeks. 
But in the meantime, we would love it if you got in touch with us on Twitter at Fixing Faxes. And Jonathan and I would like to know a couple things. First, who you are and where you're from, because we are seeing listens from all over the world. Yay. And secondly, we would really like it if you would let us know a topic that you would like to hear Jonathan and I talk about. So if you could take the time to do those two things, that would be wonderful. Thanks for listening to Fixing Faxes, Building a Digital Health Startup. I'm Jonathan Bowers and my co-host is Angela Hopke. Music by Andrew Codeman. Follow us on Twitter at Fixing Faxes. We would love it if you gave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you review podcasts. We'd really like some questions too. So feel free to shoot us off a message and let us know either a topic or a question that you might have. Thanks for listening. Three mornings um, doing a design sprint. I don't know if I said that weird design. You did. You, design. You, it was a soft S. De- <laughs> or design. there was like very a few S's in there. I don't know. <laughs> a design sprint. <laughs>